0: Welcome to the Hero Realm. I'm Josh Brown. I'm Nick Ross. And welcome to our season two finale. Yay! Which, after three weeks, we've got a good bit to talk about. So, let's get started. So first of all, we do have a little bit of news that came down over the past few weeks, and it's mainly in terms of who will be appearing in the Flash crossover that will start as of mid-November. So give me just a second here. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: (laughs) Okay. So mainly... The Flash crossover itself, which, as we said before, will span over five episodes of The Flash with a different hero appearing each episode. The crossover event is titled Armageddon, which it will begin on November 16th. It will feature numerous guest appearances from some of the CW's most notable heroes and villains. So set to appear are... Javicia Leslie as Batwoman. Brandon Routh as the Atom. Cress Williams as Black Lightning. Tyler Lay as Sentinel. Kat Mc... Kat... Catherine McNutt... McNamara. Yes. As Mia Queen. And Ostrich Chow as Ryan Choi.
1: Also, he was also uh, Kevin Tran in yes. Supernatural. <laughs>
0: Now, Tom Cavanaugh and Neil McDonough will return as enemies Eobard Thon and Reverse Flash. Well, Eobard Thon slash Reverse Flash and Damian Dark, respectively. Right. So we at least know that Tom Cavanaugh is not off the show permanently because he's still appearing as Reverse Flash. Yeah, he's,
1: he's more like directing and stuff now.
0: And mainly just as a bit of a synopsis of what this will entail... In Armageddon, a powerful alien threat arrives on Earth under mysterious circumstances, and Barry, Iris, and the rest of Team Flash are pushed to their limits in a desperate battle to save the world. But with time running out and the fate of humanity at stake, Flash and his companions will need to enlist the help of some old friends if the forces of good are to prevail. So... This actually sounds like a really interesting idea, Mm -hmm. just because we're going to be seeing heroes that we haven't seen in, well, a couple years for some of them. right. Now, because Batwoman, the only thing that I'm thinking is that Barry might be a little confused, why it's not. Yeah, and then it'll be nice to see Black Lightning suit up at least once more. And then Charlie of course. We see her still, but but right. as a super girl will be
1: all will be off by then
0: right and then and then catherine yeah mcnamara coming back from the sit-go yeah, so i'm kind of hoping that they wrap up the by yeah. the backdoor pilot
1: yeah yeah because yeah william is like missing or something yeah yeah I never figure out what happened to him right and
0: then with the fact of brandon ralph and also what's his name What's Come, his name? Uh Ryan Choi. Oh, yeah. yeah. His actor. For, yeah,
1: so it's kinda like passing the torch from Adam.
0: Yeah, because as we know in the pilot episode for season five of Flash, Ryan Choi was the one that actually designed the suit that's in right. the ring. So but the present day Ryan Choi doesn't know that. Right. And I also saw something that could entail possibly Stephen Mel coming back to the CW. Oh. As an evil Oliver Queen.
1: An evil Sue?
0: <laughs> but yeah, an evil Oliver Queen, which the only other time that we've seen that was back in the Crisis on Earth X. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where, yeah, with with that we still never know how Reverse Flash came back. Right. So we have theories <laughs> but we've presented, but you know. Yeah, and other than that,
0: there's really no And it's evil Supergirl too. Yeah. yeah. Which I think they were called Overgirl. And I want to say the Eve Oliver Queen may have been named Red Arrow or Red Archer or something.
1: Yeah, sounds right. Yeah.
0: So really, but that's really everything for the news. So on to the shows. Now, before we start on the shows, there are two trailers that we definitely want to mention that one. And we do now know that the second one for Spider-Man No Way Home will actually come up next month, which should hopefully show Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in there as well. Yeah, it's exciting. But mainly, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We finally got an official trailer, and it looks great.
1: I know. I'm excited.
0: Yes. Two main things that came up in that trailer that I'm really looking forward to. Near the end, we hear what we're pretty sure is the William Defoe Green Goblin mm-hmm. laugh and also the pumpkin bombs. But we also saw Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Yeah. So just the fact of seeing that, I mean, this also goes along with the fact that multiverse has been blown wide open thanks to Loki. And also what well, we've seen in What If so far. And... I just like what I'm seeing yeah. because who would have thought Marvel would actually tear into the multiverse like they are. Right. And the other trailer, Venom, Mm -hmm. which what's the release date for that right now?
1: October um, something. Okay. (laughs) So we
0: have Venom
1: and Halloween. Venom and Halloween both. See, because we got, there's pretty much one. Uh, superhero movie each month. Plus, Mm -hmm. October has Halloween. So there's Shang-Chi this month. October has Venom and Halloween. Then November's Eternals. Mm -hmm. And then December's Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. And then I think Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness comes out in January?
1: Yeah, sounds right.
0: Because I know Spider-Man is supposed to lead into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Because from what I've heard, Tobey Maguire is supposed to have a part in that as well. But yeah, that's everything for just the trailers in general. So now
1: on to Legends of Tomorrow. The final three episodes, final three of, episodes. of this season of this season. So the one where we left off where um Sarah sees somebody in the room and she don't see who it is until like two seconds later when they preview this episode. Yes. We know it's Bishop. So he um he gets captured by Sarah and gets imprisoned there in the little imprisoned there. And then they uh Um, explaining that Kayla was only able to download 94% of his genome. And you find out that the other 6% is in Sarah. Right. They have this connection now. So, um, Ava is interrogating Bishop and you know how kind of a smooth talker he is. So Mm -hmm. she thinks he's kind of like turned over a new leaf and trying to be a good guy and wants to help them. But, you know, but, and everybody else is suspicious of, of this. Right. Um, so uh, meanwhile Mick goes into labor, which is weird to say. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, and then and um Bishop says he can help he can help deliver these babies. So without him, you know, Mick could die.
0: Which now just the way the eggs were brought out with the face all distorted and everything. Yeah, that's pain- I just painful. Can't unsee that. Yeah, right,
1: right through his nose. That's how yeah. I, yeah, he gets all the eggs. There's forty eight eggs delivered mm-hmm. through his nose. And And after he delivers all these babies, he willfully goes back into imprisonment. Yeah. So he's trying to say, hey, you know, I'm not a bad guy. So and of course, they're still suspicious. Right. Which find out that they should be because when he was delivering mixed babies, he stole his comms. And now he's got comms to everybody on the ship. And he's now going to try to figure out who he can manipulate to get what he wants. He figures out Constantine is battling his addiction to this potion. Mm-hmm. He's got that light, this dark side, you know, in his light side and the battle that's going on there. And that's who he zones in on. He knows that he can get Constantine's dark side to help him, you know, do what his master plan is. Right. Um, meanwhile, um, they find out why, what he's been doing with all these potions, how the, that the what the potion is, Astra and Zari find what it is. So Zari confronts Constantine about it, and he says he's going to throw out the potions and he wants to reconcile. And that's when he's in. He locks. That's when he locks himself away, and that's when um, Bishop kind of gets a hold of him. And then they say he says he can restore your magic if you help me. And that's how that episode ends.
0: Which we should probably also mention that the way they actually found out what Constantine's been doing is Astra and Zari actually tapped into
1: the memories, Spooner's memories right. that
0: Constantine erased. Right.
1: Yeah, that's how they figured out what was directly going on inside him. Right. So then that leads us into the second to last episode this season, There, it, will, there will Be Blood. What was there will be brood. That's what I meant. But <laughs> I, yes, that mainly nice. I'm looking right at it. I, I there will be blood. is actually a, it's like another movie. Yeah. So I just saw it's it. has been pretty much parodies. All. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has been because they had Silence of the Sonograms, was, which
0: would have been Silence of the Lambs. Yeah.
1: And then the final episode, the, the Fungus Among Us, which I remember we've mentioned earlier. Yeah, we did. That that was the final episode.
0: But. This episode, mainly John and Bishop travel to Texas in 1925. And somehow, Astra and Spooner get there, get transported there as well. Yeah, they're on the ship. And so, mainly, this is pretty much where we get Spooner's backstory. Which, we've been waiting for this, what, all season?
1: Yeah, she's kind of appeared at the end of the season. Right. And now we find out where she came from. So...
0: Mainly, there's this healer in 1925 that has been just living in 1925 for who knows how long, and we find out that it's Spooner's mother. Yep. And it's like, okay, they're about to break rule number one of trying travel in terms of conversing with someone from your past, more or
1: less. Or your past self, which, which in this case does happen, too. Yeah. And
0: somehow throughout this, along with there's a greedy debt collector that's trying to buy her land. Yep. But we find out that Spooner's mom wasn't abducted by aliens. Mm-mm. She was killed by the debt collector. Right. So all this goes, well, it comes to pass like it should, except... For one, we find out that Spooner is actually infused with the Fountain Empyrean from 1925.
1: Yeah, it's what saved her. Because she's a a younger version of herself here that she she talks to. And then, yeah, because after that happens, she runs to the fountain, which is just like a a grove of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And it protects her and then sends her into the future.
0: Yeah, and from this, we pretty much... Now... Answer me this: How did the timeline not change with the fact
1: of her mother not dying? I know it's. It, if you think like they, they didn't want to ri- destroy the timeline, but they wanted her mother to live. So right, they still saved her mother, but they did send the young, the one, the ha- young one yeah, with the fountain, the young one to the fountain. So then the present day Spooner remains the same. Right. She just now has her mother with her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, they. They tried to you know. Maintain I mean, the
0: timeline. There's at least ways to manipulate time yeah. travel, but there's always something that's not going to be quite right. Right. But yeah, after she saves her mother and uh, young Spooner goes to the fountain, then Constantine is trying to get the power from the fountain. Bishop poisons him, and now he decomposes to be part of the fountain.
1: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then which also poisons the fountain, so it begins to die, too. Right. And that's when you find out that the fountain is actually an alien species that has been there protecting Earth mm-hmm. from invaders like Bishop. and Right. Aliens.
0: So that's pretty much how that episode
1: ends. And it leads us into the finale of um, the eggs, uh, mixed eggs, were there on the ship, and it was about to be blown up, and they they ended up getting all the eggs off mm-hmm. and protecting them. But meanwhile, all now that this the fountain is gone, aliens are starting to come to Earth to take over.
0: And it's the aliens that we've seen on Bishop's planet, yep. and were there any
1: others? Z- zagarons Yeah. 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 They they come to to try to take over. Um, so what they need now is a antidote to the poison that was given to Constantine, and in turn. Spooner because she's part of the fountain so she's right. dying too. So they said the only person that can come up with such uh, Antidote is Bishop. So they go back in time. Well not back in time. It Bishop is from the future yeah, so, so they go to 22, 12 and Take a young bishop before he becomes evil mm-hmm. in order to make a antidote to the poison, right? so he succeeds in doing so and um they, they get it to Spooner, which in turn brings her back. Mm-hmm. And um, then the, the fountain, which uh, starts to come back It as the aliens are attacking, that gives Spooner the power to exchange other people's powers.
0: But before all this, we also have the fact that Bayrod had a hold of the mushroom that apparently contained Constantine. Right, yes, yeah, so that was left over from that.
1: <laughs> Because mushrooms feed on death, so when Constantine died, a mushroom so, grew, so that it was kind of him saying he's not really gone.
0: And everyone thought he was crazy. Yeah, because he said, eat
1: it, <laughs> we could all be connected. Or, yeah. But then
0: Sarah did eat a piece of the mushroom yeah. and did talk with Constantine, yep. which seemed him old, kind of, yeah. was kind of weird. But, yeah, he pretty much told her that the main secret is we're all connected. Right so we come back to reality and they decide that with four hours till sundown they'll go ahead and have the lance sharp
1: wedding right yes it's the last day on earth might as well get married
0: yes so they do all that and then we actually see that even though ava is technically a clone She is technically human. Yeah. I mean, she I mean, just the fact of worrying about the vows and everything, it just shows you how human she's become even after finding out back in season three that she's a clone. Right. So they do the wedding, but they never get to the point of the I dos by the time sundown happens. So they've got tons of Mm Zagarons, which Booner tells her mother to run and save herself. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just after they did the I do's in the house, while the house was practically being destroyed, yeah. I think the reason the fountain finally decided to care was
1: The humans were worth saving. Right. So then that's where um, Spooner gets the powers to switch everybody else's powers. So when someone needs the, like the steel, like his uh, Nate's steel power over mm-hmm. here, she sent it over there or if they need sarah's regeneration it goes over to here right or you know the astra's magic it'll go to someone else so anybody so she's able to switch the powers to anybody who needs them at the time Mm -hmm. and the fountain kind of just fully restores and wipes out all the aliens and which i'm glad they figured that part out because sarah was was literally about to chop off
0: bayrod's arm yeah (laughs) because the poison was Yeah. yeah um yeah
1: and then so now all the aliens are gone uh mick decides he's going to leave well actually before that all the uh little um eggs hatch mm-hmm. and they devour bishop so he's like and then um which we find out from kayla that the
0: babies pretty much devour the first no it was gary that it was Garrett, so that, they wake up
1: hungry yeah and they devour the first thing they see right so it was bishop in this case mm-hmm. so they take um old no young bishop back to his time erases his memory yeah because um, he still has to become the villain yep mick Goes off with Kayla and kind of, so it kind of like goes off and does her thing with her. Constantine, as Zarya's at the fountain mourning Constantine, he arrives from hell. So now his his soul has been damned again. So mm-hmm. so he's kind of like wandering his own path. Yeah. Gives Zary a key, which we don't know what that's about. I have a theory about that, but we'll
0: finish talking gotcha. about the episode before I get into my theory.
1: And then at the end, they're kind of walking off to the wave rider thinking, wait a second, everything's wrapped up in a nice bow. That doesn't happen with us. (laughs) And a scene kind of cuts away and then cuts right back. A wave rider comes out, blows up their wave rider, disappears, and it ends. Yeah.
0: Which somehow IMDb says that the start of season seven is in about a month. but
1: it's mid-season.
0: Yeah, so I don't see how, but... Yeah, my theory on the fact of that key, I'm thinking that any point she wants to see Constantine, that might be a way to either
1: connect with him or just contact him. So it's like the 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 little wind amulet with other Zari. Right. So if Nate wants to see her, just pop in and see mm-hmm.
0: her. Or even they could do what they did for a couple episodes with Nate being with Zari 1.0 while Zari 2.0 one. was in the right. totem. Which is probably a good thing they kept the totems as a thing for at least the Behran and Zari.
1: Yeah, because that was another thing, a plot hole that was never addressed. Was mm-hmm. When all the totems were returned to Zambezi, The magically, like the next season, they had their wind totems. Like yeah. They, they were supposed to give them up, but they never see how they got them back. Yeah,
0: because also like in the final episode of Crisis, which is the Legends episode, we have the giant Bebo. Yeah. Which, Bay- which Bebo's pretty much become a staple of the DC sub- CW at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that Sarah contacted the Wave Rider to see if Bayrod still has his totem, mm-hmm. because, well, the giant Bebo, yada, yada, yada. So, is that everything for Legends? I believe so. All right. So, on to Stargirl. Yep. So, now on to Stargirl from the past three weeks. So, three weeks ago, And this is going, I'm just mainly going to read the synopsis to pretty much give us the overview. But after getting a taste of the superhero life, Mike pleads with Pat to let him join the team. Elsewhere, after seeking help from Thunderbolt, the JSA prepare for a a confrontation with the Shade. So Thunderbolt, that's one of the couple items that were seen last season, but never given to anyone. And it's a pen that pretty much contains a very powerful pink genie. Yep. And now we saw that, gen- that this genie in particular can be very unpredictable. Cool. Right. I mean, yes, you wish something and it happens, but unless you're very specific <laughs> about the wish. Like the
1: stop signs just falling out of the sky. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I think he said... Don't make them stop. Or something. I
0: wish they would stop or make them stop and then just all the stop signs. Yeah. So now, yes, Mike at first is pleading to be part of the team, which, but the fact that the Thunderbolt pen works for him, mm-hmm. technically, give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, like Wildcat, for instance, who would have thought that the girl who ended up pretty much being humiliated with the naked photo of herself would end up being a JSA member. Yeah. And then Rick, of course, his ancestors Mm -hmm. were the first hour man. Mm -hmm. Now, Beth, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how the goggles work for her, but yeah, we'll show she. (laughs) Yeah. Unless, unless the original Dr. Midnight was the parent of one of her parents, which is possible and just skip the generation. But, And also, Courtney being able to wield the Cosmic Staff. Mm -hmm. Because we have the Starman lookalike out there, Mm -hmm. which we haven't seen in a couple episodes. No, we
1: haven't.
0: But, yeah, it's mainly, if the item works for you, give him a shot!
1: He's using it on bullies and stuff. Yeah, it's working for him, so. Yeah? They eventually say he can help out.
0: Yeah, and what they end up doing is they end up mainly... Figuring out, especially since we know that the wish has to be specific. They pretty much go through and write down what the perfect wish would be to get exactly what they need. To get
1: Shade's location.
0: Right. And I think... Now, before we get to the fact of them going up against Shade for the first time... The only thing I'm kind of wondering... Now, at the end of the episode... Mike wishes that the pen would be in more capable hands, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking to myself, "Yes, he pretty much goes by what where you're feeling like you're
1: lonely or what or whatnot." Yeah,
0: couldn't that be numerous
1: people? I could. I just found its way into one of his yeah, kids from high schools, right? Who was also feeling that way. So hopefully he'll use it well. Yeah, <laughs> which we have
0: to find out. If he actually ends up using it. Yeah. But yeah, so they get Shade's location, they go to where he's at, and huge fight ensues. Yeah. Which we find out that Shade is very powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he pretty much won that one.
0: Yeah. So it's just like I mean, this is a very this is honestly an interesting villain aside from Eclipso. Mm-hmm. And I think, even though he's trying to say that he's not trying to team up with Eclipso or anything, I think that's technically the end game here. Yeah. Because with his powers combined with Eclipso, just think what kind of havoc oh, yeah. they could wreak.
1: And, um, so that leads us into our next episode where Cindy is recruiting Isaac to be part of his, her new Injustice Society. Um, Artemis is, uh, visits her parents in prison to discuss about football tryouts. And so they want to help her daughter. Mm-hmm. So they, it was it? Was a, um, sportsman and type um, ty- no.
0: sportsmaster
1: and tigress. Tigress. That's right. They break out of prison and they kidnap Mike to force Pat to help them until the tryouts end. They said, after this, we'll return Mike and we'll go back to prison. So, they go to the football tryouts, and she Artemis there plays playing quarterback. And um, Cindy and Eclipso arrive and enchant Artemis into attacking Courtney, leading her not to be recruited by the college. Right. Um, and then Pat, as before he takes the two back to prison, they allow Artemis to talk to her parents and kind of, you know, reconciliate some things.
0: Which, honestly, which... What villains would actually willingly go back to prison after they broke
1: out of prison? Well, I guess the <laughs> ones that are trying to not be as villains anymore. Right. So they even said that they, you know, they weren't really part. I mean, they were mainly just doing what they do. Doing what they, they had to do. Right. Um, after this, uh, Sydney Sid, Sid, meets with Artemis. mean Cindy? Cindy, actually, yes. Yes. <laughs> And to about joining the ISA, um, and then Courtney, who's researching Eclipso's origins, encounters Shade, who reveals that he wants to eradicate Eclipso for being, you know. And so she's like, "Well, well, why? I thought why do you want to do this?" And he goes, "That Eclipso is just nothing but evil. It's, you know."
0: And he also mentioned that he's the one that killed Doctor Midnight's daughter, right? Um,
1: and then, meanwhile, we were talking earlier about Beth mm. here. Is trying is trying to get the glass the goggles to work for Doctor Midnight, and she hears out somebody call for her. Yeah, and um, it sounds like Chuck. So she goes, "Where, are, Chuck? Chuck, where are you?" And it's, it shows um, him kind of wandering in a shadow. It's like a shadow territory, like you know, whatever you call it, like, and we find out, if anything, it could be Dr. Midnight. Yeah, Dr. Midnight, who's stuck in some realm of shadows. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to escape, and you know, so we don't really see much about that. Right.
0: And this pretty much brings us to this week's episode, where mainly we have the part, at first, where Courtney comes home after curfew, and it was mainly because she confronted Shade. Mm -hmm. And... Pat's just like, are you out of your mind? Mm -hmm. That's like, you didn't tell me everything. Yeah. So we pretty much have the fact that, yes, Shade killed Dr. Midnight's daughter. And at this point, it's pretty much, what are we going to do? But Beth also mentions to the fact, to Pat, about the goggles, and that Dr. Midnight could be alive. And they're pretty much, apparently, just putting that on the back burner for now. Yeah. Because they apparently have a way of knowing sort of where Eclipso is by the bad weather that's been happening. So they, which, at this point, Cindy is still recruiting members. She tries to recruit Cameron, which that completely goes... No way. Yeah. But then Eclipso also finds a new host within uh, Art Teacher. Which, was he coughing up paint? Look like it. Yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, yeah, blood's not yellow, and that could either be paint or mustard. And then when I saw the blue, I knew definitely it was paint. But it got to the point that he saw complete, complete darkness. Well... Our sort of JSA goes to the school where Eclipso technically is. And as they're going through the fight before the art teacher comes out, there's paintings on all the lockers of all the stuff that pretty much their fears, more or less. Because for Wildcat, it's the fact that she's still hearing Brainiac and Brainiac Jr. Yeah. For Our Man, it's, of course, Solomon Grundy. For Beth, it's the fact of her parents possibly getting divorced. And Courtney is just going up against the main body of this episode. So they pretty much get through all that. And honestly, there's really not much more to the episode besides that. Mm-hmm. So after all that's said and done, now the our teacher is in practically... Psych, Well, pretty much psych therapy, more or less, after all that. And that's pretty much everything for those few episodes of Stargirl. And from what looks like next week, Cindy will be going up against them all on her own. Yeah. So, find out what happens from there.
1: All right, so uh, this episode of Supergirl... Welcome back, Kara. It's cars. Re- they're celebrating Kara's return from the Phantom Zone, but she's still having flashbacks from all the stuff she encountered while being over there. Yeah, and her, now her father is here with her. So he goes. He decides to join her at Catco, posing as her uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, and they find out Catco's uh, ratings are plummeting. So now Andrea is trying to get everybody, especially Car Car and William, to get information to help. Boost Catco's uh, ratings. Yeah. Um, so, mean. Um, meanwhile, there's a satellite who starts to fall from the sky, and so zor and Supergirl go up to try to stop it. And well, after they do, so they find a large collection of garbage in the ocean. So um, Zor-el, who feels guilty from you know Krypton dying, knows what Earth's environmental crisis is. So he says he's going to um use Calyx, mm-hmm. uh, well a robot like Calyx named Oscar to go and um pro- destroy all the garbage. So once it goes out there it malfunctions, turns into a giant trash robot. Yes. <laughs> so the only way um they think they can destroy it is Brainy puts a virus in it. Um and Cal or Zorel who is apprehensive at first finally concedes realizes that this is the only way to stop it.
0: Mhm.
1: Um and after seeing all this mess, he decides he's going to reunite with Alora on Argo city. Yeah. Um, so then um, meanwhile, Kara who's at the end kind of talking to Alex about her time in the phantom zone and saying, you know, about trying to get kind of therapy kind of, I guess to kind of get over what she saw. And in the middle of the night, Nia wakes up uh, saying Nixley's name. Mm-hmm. And so that's okay. Cause I was wondering, Because you remember at the end of the last episode, she's still away on the ship. Yeah. And you're like, this whole episode has gone by. I'm like, okay, they haven't once seen or mentioned Nixley until literally the last second of this episode. And that's where it ends. (laughs) So now...
0: I've just closed my
1: Take away my worries out today I leave tomorrow behind I'll let you I
0: believe you can get me through the night So the reason for the Dreamweaver song is cuz this next episode Supergirl Season 6, Episode 9, is titled Dreamweaver. Mm -hmm. So, it's mainly the Nia show. Yes. Other than the fact of Kelly having a new job, and a lot of Supergirl's battles right now are just talking things out. Yeah. (laughs) Like Flash is becoming.
1: Yes. Just talking things out.
0: But anyways, so, yes, it's pretty much the Nia show. Mainly, she keeps on having this same dream that she's in a forest of sorts. And at first, she sees her mom. And then it just sort of goes blank. But each time the dream comes back, there's more to it. And Nixley shows up. Yep. So, now... For the Nautorians, they pretty much know all about 5th Dimensional Imps Mm -hmm. and that they shouldn't be conversing with them, taking any, any deals, which the bargain that Nixley is proposing is get her out of the Dream Realm and she will bring back Nia's mom for a day. Yep. So Nia is considering this just thinking to herself but there is a stipulation which we'll get to in the next episode but yeah she eventually agrees to the bargain and well that's sort of that maybe we get the same dream back the next episode but but for the most part now the main thing for this episode besides dreamer Supergirl hunts down alien prisoners on a work release program while Kelly investigates one of their younger brothers. So, Kelly's job is pretty much a social worker. Yep. So she goes to this foster home that is practically fostering alien children. Mm -hmm. And for at least one of the kids, his brother is in prison. And yeah, that's not a good feeling. But it's also connected to a series of robberies that have been happening where these alien prisoners are actually being forced to do the robbing against their will. Right. And they're they were trying to construct a bomb, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the warden kinda of was behind all this. So right. He was using their powers to his advantage to get in.
0: Yeah, because Kara as her on her own goes to the the chief, more or less, mul- multiple times. At first, he says the program's fine. And then later on, we see that he's practically the head of it yeah, all. he's
1: running it. Yep.
0: So mainly, it's just it's up to Supergirl, Jean, and whoever else. And they finally get to the point of just talking it out to get <laughs> shocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, that gets to that. And then at the end of the episode, Kelly mentions that she wants to be the new guardian. Yeah. And we see the guardian helmet for the first time since season four.
1: Yeah, whenever Jimmy left. Yeah, which I hope we see him at least sometime oh, this I'll, season. Because I know we'll see uh, Cat Grant again. Yeah. So they usually, the final season, they always bring back some. Well,
0: technically, we did see Cat Grant in the first few episodes, but it was a younger Cat Grant. Yeah,
1: but I think that isn't the original. close to. From what I've been hearing, we're
0: supposed to see the original at yeah, some point. Okay. I mean, the only reason why we haven't seen her hardly at all throughout the rest of these seasons is because... After the, after the show was on CBS, when CW picked it up, the fact of filming in Vancouver...
1: Right. Yeah, filming moved to Vancouver, so she couldn't do that. So it was what film, film probably in California. Probably. Usually CBS has their studios in California.
0: Yeah, and just the fact that if the CW hadn't picked it up, it dead. wouldn't have gone... No. It wouldn't have gone past one season. Uh, no, it was not and done. Yeah, because we wouldn't have gotten the duet episode with Flash. Yep. We would have... Well, I mean, I, only, I tend
1: to forget though. It was always on. It was on CBS for the yeah, first season.
0: I remember because at the time, I think when Supergirl premiered, I think it was also the pilot for season two of Gotham. Probably. So I was watching Gotham, and Dad had Supergirl on the DVR. So I started watching it, and yeah, got so hooked that, on it.
1: I just can't. Yeah, you, you can't remember. You just it's been on CW for so many years. You just. I'm actually think that's where it started. Yeah, right. right. So,
0: I mean, yeah. So all the alien prisoners at this point are free
1: and then pretty much on to the next episode. Yeah. So now, um, at the end, at the week, now this is where we get, um, Nixley out of the dream mm-hmm. and she reveals the stipulation to the plan that, Oh yeah. Well, you can see your mother, but you're in a, like a, a realm where you, no one can get in or out. So, you're trapped here for 24 hours. Yeah. So she gets transported there, sees her mother. Her mother's like, what have you done? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then meanwhile, the main thing with this episode is more talking. Yeah. Uh, uh, the city council wants to just, well, they want to demolish uh, low income housing. Yeah. They pretty demolition.
0: much want to take out the affordable housing and make extensions onto what's already there. Right.
1: So uh, super car going as Supergirl pleads to the city council to not do this, to reconsider, think about the people that live there. And one of those people is the guy from the previous episode mm-hmm. of, who was locked in prison, who um, their bro- who we see her little brother, be- his little brother being in foster care. So he goes, so he stands up and speaks out, you know, this is my home. Don't, you know, don't do this. And when you come to find out that they, the city council voted to save the building, not the president, she was against it still, yeah. Because Kara, as you know, super goes up to her and says, Thanks, sir. She goes, Oh, don't it wasn't me, it was all of them. You I know, mean, I still wanted to, I still think you're wrong, yeah. And what I know we
0: don't normally point out funniest moments or whatnot throughout episodes, but funniest moment of this episode,
1: Kara and Brainy's PSA announcement, yeah, <laughs> eating green, yeah, uh, you know, while he's green, yeah, and, she, and then that goes viral. And she's like, Oh, geez, yeah, that's not what I want to go viral. <laughs> I mean. So yeah, that one gets all the the hits and stuff. So,
0: yeah, and I don't know if I've already said this on any recordings right now, but especially after Black Lightning's final season not showing pre- previews of the next yeah. episode,
1: what's up with that? We're for not... the
0: first eight episodes of this season, before they went on hiatus, they did.
1: Yeah. And now, when as as they come back, there's no preview for next week. Right. But, but
0: one thing that we almost didn't mention from this episode, we I'll get ask you into it at the end. Well, actually, I was going to talk about the guy that we saw in the time travel episode with the menagerie. Nixley pretty much got imprisoned by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember Kara, when she first saw him, was like, don't I know you? Yeah. Because we know that Kara didn't see them in the time travel episode, but well, the younger Kara did. Yeah. But. I mean, I just, I just thought that was kind of interesting that they brought that back into the mix. Except his partner wasn't with him. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, they're just trying to catch someone, and yeah, they want a fifth dimensional imp, but she kind of didn't have any powers, right. <laughs> so she just mentioned, "Oh, I can get you, Supergirl." <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, her she. Confront Supergirl. Super. That's where Supergirl realizes how she was able to travel back, mm-hmm. and now how Supergirl betrayed her. Now how now, now Nixley is angry and wants revenge for this. Right. So she kind of like magically holds her legs in place so mm-hmm. she can't leave, and then the building that, that she spent the whole episode trying to save, save uh, Nixley destroys it. Yes. And she says, you can't escape. The only way to stop magic is with more magic." At which point. Kara yells out
0: Mr. Mixes Pedalick. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he appears and then the episode ends. Yeah. So now the next episode we're assuming, we don't know because there's no preview, that there's gonna be a battle between Nixley and Ms., Mr. Mick what? Mr. Miss Pittalik? Right? Yeah. So yeah, the two imps fighting each other.
0: Which there is already a synopsis for that episode. Okay. Mainly it's titled Mixie in the Middle. <laughs> so we might have to pull up a Malcolm in the Middle scene uh, yeah. for that. But a Supergirl and team must stop Nixley from vanquishing a familiar face from Supergirl's past, Mr. Mixus Pittilick. Mixie returns and explains Nixley's dark history to the super team in the best way he knows how, in song form. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lena visits her mother's birthplace in Ireland, eager to dig into her past, but is shocked by the small town's icy reception towards her. So apparently we have someone from Supergirl's past that's going to be involved, so that's really all we have to go on because, like you said, we have no preview. Right. So, is that everything for that episode? I believe
1: so. So, on to... uh...
0: Actually, one more thing. Oh, there. Now, not next week's episode, but the following week, episode 12, directed by David Ramsey. Oh, okay. So... Now, on to what if. Now we'd like to take a short break from the podcast to pretty much go with a way that you can help us. With a small or large monthly donation every month, you can help us to keep on bringing this podcast to you. Now we have sort of working equipment for the most part. Right now our microphones are at least doing us some justice. Yeah, we just on the right adapter. <laughs> right. And we'd also like to still live stream at some point. Not entirely sure when yet, but that'll be coming in time. But for live streaming, pretty much just a way to not just make the podcast about us, but to make, make it about you, the listeners, as well. So like I said, with a small or monthly donation every month, you can help us. And the link to the donation will be in the description of the podcast. Okay, so now on to the episodes of What If from the past couple weeks.
1: I haven't gotten a chance to watch today's You Have. Right. So we're only going to get two covered today.
0: Right. So, first of all, let me say that I am still enjoying this series. Just because of the fact of the multiverse.
1: I just... I th- I know because of budget and and stuff, it would just be better if it was live action. Mm-hmm. But
0: what I will say first
1: is that even
0: though we have both Tony Stark and Natasha Romanoff in this episode, they were not voiced by Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. Right. Tony Stark was voiced by Mick Wingert, who, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Natasha Romanoff was voiced by Lake Bell. Which you now for Natasha Romanoff, I could kind of tell that, but for Tony Stark, especially since they took lines directly from Iron Man two, mm-hmm. I didn't really it I mean, it sounded just like yeah, I mean the only one and I was actually talking with someone else about this, but the only one that didn't sound like who it actually was voice wise was Hank Pym's voice, mm-hmm. but it was Michael Douglas voicing Hank Pym. Mm-hmm but mainly this first episode titled What if the world lost its mightiest heroes so this is pretty much where the Avengers initiative is going into is going into effect and mainly because of a vendetta we actually have a serial killer pretty much killing all the potential candidates for the Avengers mm-hmm. so the first one and funniest line out of this whole scene, Nick Fury saying, Sir, could I ask you to please exit the donuts? <laughs> which again, line directly from Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that at this point Tony would would have been suffering from the poisoning from the arc reactor. So Natasha gives him a, an antidote, which of course the not permanent cure, but supposed to at least sedate it, more or less. Well, she gives me the antidote. Now, we don't see until later in the episode, but it almost appears as if he was killed by it. So now, Natasha is under suspicion of killing Tony. So then we get to what would have been roughly the first Thor movie where the hammer was. Mm -hmm. So we have pretty much Thor is looking for his hammer and Clint is pretty much standing by to take him down if need be. Well, then Thor pretty much gets hit and now Clint Barton is under suspicion. So he's in a secluded room and then a few minutes later, he's dead. Hmm. So now we're at the point that we have no idea who's killing all the potential candidates. Now, the funniest death is how Hulk ends up dying. Because yeah. <laughs> he ends up getting, I don't remember exactly what it was on that, but I think they were thinking that maybe it was one of the tanks that did it. But I don't think a tank would have the power to pretty much engorge Hulk and make him explode. And then the final one, Natasha, she's mainly trying to find anything that would pretty much give some sort of clue. And she comes up with a sign, which it says, it's all about hope, I think it was. I think so. And she starts thinking for a second, and then she realizes Hope Van Dyne. Now, luckily, she was able to get that message to Fury before she was killed, which technically Black Widow dying before her time. Sad. (laughs) But so Fury gets the message, and he's at next scene, he's at the graveyard at Hope Van Dyne's grave. Now remember, this isn't the Reality we know where Hope is alive and is the wasp, but this is a reality where Hank Pym decides to become a serial killer to take revenge for Hope being killed. Which did you notice that it wasn't technically the Ant Man costume, but something different that Hank was wearing? Yeah, that is mainly now we know, of course, in our reality, it was someone different who was Yellow Jacket, but that was actually his Yellow Jacket unit costume. Okay. So they go in on um, also I should mention that Loki comes in at one point as well, mainly because of the fact of Thor being killed. So they finally get to well Fury and Loki pretty much come up with a plan which mainly Loki disguises himself as Fury and makes tons of copies of him. Ooh. So they eventually take down Hank Pym, and then Loki pretty much presents himself to the leaders of the world. And that's where we get a bit of a questioning what Loki's motives are. But at the end, we do have Fury going to where the frozen Cap- Captain America is, and we also get a sighting of Captain Marvel. Which, was that um, Brie Larson voicing Captain Marvel in that Uh, final scene? I
1: don't know.
0: I think I looked into that at one point, but never really got myself an answer. Let's see. Jeremy Renner was... Tom Hiddleston was Loki, of course... Okay, it was not Brie Larson. okay. It was Alexandra Daniels, who I have no idea who that nope. is. <laughs> so, I mean, I know like I've said before, I could probably talk about the series for hours, but due to current time constraints, we don't have that much time. Yeah. but I mean, I'm, I mean, I really couldn't put and what my favorite what if situation is so far. I mean, probably the one that was on today is probably one of my favorites just because it was a scenario that I've been waiting for. But no spoilers just yet. So, next episode?
1: Yes, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Which, first of all, I completely forgot his hands. He was a surgeon. His hands, because it was screwed up in an accident. Yeah, I not... completely forgot that as well. Yeah, so in this case, the accident, he loses his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So he travels and in- yeah, you know, to Kamar Taj and learns the mystic arts. He discovers the Ag- agamato which can manipulate time. So he takes the um, he takes that and decides to go back in time Hello. to save his daughter or daughter, his girlfriend. Hello. So he, okay. um. <laughs> um, yeah, so. He attempts to use it, so um, he attempts to use it to go back in time to save his girlfriend but she dies in every scenario uh, the ancient one tells him that her death is an absolute point and it cannot be undone but he refuses to listen so she uses the power of the dark dimension to split um, dr. strange into two versions one where he accepts the death and one where he doesn't the one that doesn't accept the death is um, uh, gains powers by absor- absorbing mystical beings to become Strange Supreme. Then this version overpowers the good version, absorbs him, and uses the power to resurrect um, his girlfriend, which in turn tears is tearing reality apart. Yep. Um, so Doctor Strange sees the Watcher and begs for help, but the Watcher says, I can't intervene. And So as the, so then his girlfriend, Christine Palmer disintegrates and the universe collapses, leaving him grieving alone. So that was probably so far I've had, of course, I haven't seen today's episode. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of my favorites so far because I love time travel. And of course, every time you go back, it reminded me a lot of mystery spot Yeah, because she kept going back in time and he kept dying. Right. Does this taco taste funny to you? <laughs> do you Hi, buddy. <laughs> yes. Do you need a friend? And every time we go back, there's a new way of them dying. Yeah. So that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sort of the infinite time loop concept. Yes. And, I mean, like I said, we could probably s- spend hours talking about this, but
1: I would have to say... Well, this phone has been giving us a fit this whole episode. Yes.
0: Okay, so to what we were saying... Before the phone interrupted. (laughs) But this series, I just like the fact of just the multiverse as a whole. Because mainly Loki pretty much led us into this with what happened with Kang at the end. And then mainly just the multiverse itself is, from what we know from DC TV... The multiverse is just fascinating to me. Oh yeah, and just knowing what could happen aside from what did happen, just it's just a great concept to think about, and I can't stress that enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mainly, if you ever get a chance, at least watch the at least the first five episodes that are already out, and I mean you won't de- you won't be disappointed whatsoever do you have anything else to add? I from believe that's what if? it
1: for this week. All right. So uh, now our next show will be when?
0: Um, I'm looking at September 20th or 21st. So with this being our season two finale, we are going to take at least this upcoming weekend off. Yeah.
1: So it'll be a couple weeks before we're back, which we'll have um, uh, Stargirl, Supergirl, and What If. And then also... Well, next episode we'll also be covering Black Widow because it comes out on video next Tuesday. Yes. So we'll finally be able to cover that. So we'll have yeah those those three shows plus the movie. However many episodes of each show yet to be determined what they will decide to record.
0: Yeah. And aside from that... We will be covering Shang Chi and the Ten Rings at some point. We just don't know yeah. when at the
1: moment. Yeah, maybe maybe when it comes out on video, who knows? Right. Which,
0: because I think from what I was told, Shang Chi is only going to be in theaters for a total of forty-five days. Oh, so not long at all. No, but I have gotten, and I know this may be a little bit spoilery, but I have gotten very, very, very tiny glimpses of the post-credit scene. And it looks like Doctor Strange has a cameo in that post-credit scene. Okay. So, yeah, I think that is everything for this week. Now, one thing I do want to men- one thing I do want to talk a little about, mainly just so we already have the overview done before the series returns. But now we've already, already mentioned to you that the Legends Legends of the Hidden Temple game show is coming back. And this... Now, Legends of the Ten Temple in general game show was in 94, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, about there.
0: So, now at the moment, I don't think we even know if Kevin Fogg is reprising his role as the... Kirk, Kirk I, Frog. Oh, Kirk Frog. Or Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Frog. Yeah, we don't know... That's his brother, Kevin. <laughs> yes. We don't know necessarily if he's going to be reprising as host, but... Mainly just, and we will cover the TV movie at some point. That was originally supposed to be today, but with what we all got, we else we had, had a lot of stuff. So mainly just an overview of the game show itself. It's pretty much sort of a history lesson each week, more or less. Mm. And you've got six teams, which consists of. Silver monkeys, blue barracuda, no, silver snakes, blue barracudas, green monkeys, purple parrots. Orange iguanas. Yeah, and um, one, the other one was a jaguar, but I can't remember the color. Uh, green jaguars. So what color were the monkeys? Okay,
1: no, red jaguars. Okay. Green monkeys, red jaguars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's the same six animals every week. Yeah. Just, of course, different people on teams. But they mainly go through the first round, which eliminates two teams at the end of that. Then you've got the history round, which pretty much tells you what you're going to be searching for in the temple and whatnot. And that trivia round pretty much narrows it down to two teams who will go through the final obstacle. And then, of course, the winner of that will go into the temple.
1: And then... (laughs) And they always fail at assembling the monkey. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: every time... Everybody can't assemble that monkey. But mainly the obstacles at the... The obstacle things at the end before you get to the temple is pretty much for medals to give to the temple guards while you're in the temple to pretty much keep you from being kicked out of the temple, more or less. And yes, like we said, everyone always fails at assembling the, the... Silver monkey. So,
1: well, I mean, one of these days, like, sometimes when I, I see the, when they're going through there and the temple guards come and they don't have a pendant to give them, uh-huh. they should just kick him in the crotch. <laughs> the temple guard goes down and you just run around. Yes. Like, is that, is that in the rules? Can we do that?
0: <laughs> well, it's supposed to be more adult based this time around, isn't well, it? Well, then maybe they'll incorporate <laughs> that.
1: If you can overpower the, the guard and take him out, then you can keep going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but also, aren't they doing it in an actual jungle instead of a TV
1: studio? I, I think so. So, and so I mean. It's going to be like Survivor kind of. So yeah. Just dropping <laughs> off in the middle of nowhere and say, here, go with <laughs> this obstacle course.
0: But the cool thing about it, in terms of just the teaser that's been going on in the commercials, there's it's pretty much saying after so many years, then you get Omek. The first teaser pretty much said. I'm back. Yeah. And then the most recent one has been saying, let's rock. Yeah. Now, and actually, Omek's voice is pretty much the same. I might be the same guy. Yeah, but I'm kind of hoping to see if it's Kirk Fogg that's going to be hosting, because aside from the TV movie, he's pretty much about the sicko. Yeah, he
1: has. Yeah, he came back for the movie, then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he just played himself in the movie. Yep. So... But yeah, that's everything for this week to get us caught up in so, the season. Yeah,
1: this season of our. <laughs> so when we come next next time we record it, it'll season be three.
0: yeah the debut of season
1: three, and
0: probably not with this episode. But when we come back, start of season three. Considering sometimes we get sidetracked on how many episodes we need to cover, we are actually going to put episode number and titles in the description. Yeah, so
1: it'll be like you know. Um, Bat Batwoman, season three, three. Yeah, when Batwoman comes back, three, it'll
0: yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be season three, episode one, and like for Legends, whenever it comes back, it'll be season seven, episode one, yada yada right. yada. And yeah, because we before we went to recording today, we actually had to figure out.
1: I couldn't remember if it was three weeks or two weeks. Yeah, but I mean, we got it all figured out. Yeah, we got it was three.
0: So <laughs> obviously, yeah. But like we always say, keep your eyes peeled, ears open, and stay heroic. Bye. Bye.